Hi, welcome back to my podcast, Meditate with Samara. The intention of this podcast is to inspire you with different ways of living that maybe can help you through your journey towards a more mindful life and having things around you that makes you happy, purposeful, and living a meaningful life. And today I am so excited to share with you about a very important and interesting topic and we have the expert on that topic here today we're going to talk about mindful lifestyle and circular fashion and our guest today is amanda kartikasari her background is in digital marketing and fashion and it became the fundamental to start purpose her platform to circulate secondhand fashion and leftover fabric to extend its life cycle now amanda worked with three co-founders on three pillars, which is first style, second living, and third impact. In 2015, after majoring in entrepreneurship and studied fashion design, Amanda co-founded a fashion brand, Serayo Couture. We'll ask Amanda how to say this more correctly. (laughs) And she worked as a creative director for almost four years. And during this period, she found the horrifying fabric waste problems in the workshop. I would love to know more uh, and ask her about this. And in the late 2018, she took a leap of faith by ending her brand. So Amanda started to rethink her values of life, redeveloped the way she lives, and found that true happiness does not come from how rich, successful, or famous she was. It's all about living an individually assigned purpose as the Earth's habitant. I believe that as well, and I'm so excited to talk to her. Amanda also hopes that purpose to be a community where like-minded people and organizations with shared vision can create impact together for a more mindful lifestyle and a circular economy in Indonesia's fashion industry. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps just reading this out loud. So I'm so excited to talk to Amanda today. Welcoming Amanda, hi. Hello, Samara. It's a pleasure for me to be invited in your podcast. Thank you. Ah, oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk about this important topic with you today. So I hope we can both learn from each other and just discuss these topics and share share your experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited, and it's it's also nice to finally see you in person. Ah, uh, that's true. So for for people who are listening, we just um, contacted each other around this weekend after a, another talk show that we we're doing, and I saw. Amanda's profile and I just literally vibed with it (laughs) I saw it (laughs) so inspiring Um, and later we'll put your account maybe on the description so for people to check it out of course thank you and I yeah I was amazed by what you said about neuromarketing and so and it kind of opened my mind about things and when you finally reached out to me I felt so flattered you know oh no problem But you're welcome. I'm just I'm just glad that we get to connect today and able to talk about this very important thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to it. Yes. I'm actually quite curious with your understanding or values about what mindful lifestyle is for you. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how your journey was like? Okay, sure. Uh, when you ask me about this question, it actually got me thinking, you know, what mindful lifestyle is for me. Uh, I think it means that knowing your values and living according to them daily in your life. 
coming from my own experience, I had been a hardcore consumerist until recently. My family didn't have much when I was a kid, and my friends, when they own cool stuff like jewelries, cute diaries, new bags, and so on, you know, stuff that children owned, I could only see that with jealousy. So when my family become wealthier and I finally had the resources, I kind of hoard things every time I see some cute, pretty things because I thought it would bring me happiness. Um, and so when I was a fashion student in Milan, I felt the urgency to look fashionable. And by that, I bought so many clothes because basically in Italy, wherever you go, you would find fashion stores ranging from luxury brands, fast fashion retailers, indie stores or local shops. And as you know, trends are rapidly changing. So I ended up with far too many clothes than what I ever needed. You know, it's, it was crazy. And when I reached 22 or so when, uh, after graduation, when it was time for me to find my own money, I realized that I have been decluttering my house and wardrobe at least twice a year, at least, because those stuffs were piling up and I had no more space at home. The fact that I had never used at least 70% of them kind of gave me these regrets, you know. I spent all of my money and energy to declutter things that I did not need. So I ended up selling up my stuff online and in the garage sales for up to 5% of its original price and it was hurting me because it, uh, buying things didn't actually give me joy and peace. It didn't help me reach my goals in life. I lost my money. I lost my time. I lost my energy. It only made me question what this life is for. But the more I know my values and the more I make my more mindful choices, the happier I become. I don't even have to find what happiness is anymore because uh, it's already there naturally when I know my values. That's why I think it is important for all of us to practice a mindful lifestyle. Thank you so much for sharing your journey while listening to you. It resonated so much to my experiences before with just buying clothes to impress other people or to not wear yeah. the same clothes for many times at once or take pictures with the same clothes again. I was definitely in that period of my life. And then I found um, Marie Kondo. I, I also watched the documentary and read the book. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of changed my life too. Yes, yes, it does. You know, and you have to like really talk and touch and say, okay, feel the energy. Does this make me joyful? And then do I keep it or do I yeah, turn it out? So when I was doing that process, I was like, okay, actually, I don't need that much. True. And that made me yeah. made me realize that too. You know, uh, at first I thought it was kind of crazy because you have to talk with your things with your clothes but it actually help right it does it does I was like okay well what were, what is the word that you say to your clothes when you're talking to your clothes is there specific sentences does it bring me joy right yeah I think so yeah right like does it bring me joy and like touching it and then like okay maybe give it away if it's still nice or trash um, and that has been a therapeutic process but my problem with that was I kept doing it over and over again because I think I also still had the habit of buying and um, that covered with time. So what would you say to people who want to start to get, not get rid, but having more of a mindful wardrobe? Uh, based on my experience, first, what you need to do is to find your values and find your character 
truly realize what your style is, you know, uh, because every people is different. Every person is unique. Uh, you may have, maybe I am feminine and uh, my values is um, comfortable. So when I see my wardrobe, I will only keep what is comfortable for me regarding the materials or the cutting on my body. Does it really serve me well uh, when I have to go mobile or not? Because uh, that, yeah. So first thing which you have to find is actually your values. I think so. Thank you. And you also mentioned that for us to live a mindful lifestyle, not just our wardrobe, is to understand our values. And I'm wondering, what would you believe is, maybe from your experience, the process of defining what our values are that would work for us? Because sometimes, even for me, for the past few months, I keep redefining my values and what I find important. So I'm really curious to see or understand your process with finding your values. Yeah, my process before I tell my story, I want everyone to keep in mind that, yeah, like I said before, everyone is unique and each of us has different stories. So whatever your journey is like or wherever you are right now, what you have to do is just you need to be aware of your current situation and you have to admit it and you have to accept it before you take a step on your journey. So my story is I began to realize the fashion waste problem in 2017. It was after three years of doing my fashion business. I started to be aware of how wasteful my business was and admitted the barriers like I have I had resistance from my own team or the limitation of textile waste management facilities in the industry. It was so hard to find waste management facilities in Indonesia and not to mention the low awareness of other designers about this issue. When I ask my fellow designers how they actually dispose the textile waste, they just said that every three months or so, they throw away like um, piles of gowns just to trash and it would end up in a landfill. And I thought it was, wow, it was crazy, right? And I admitted um, that condition is not ideal, but I accepted the condition. I mean, we still live in Indonesia anyway, right? Despite of how much I wanted it to change. Um, so if, yeah, you said, uh, you already said it, I dropped the business later, but I did not immediately drop it. Actually, to be honest with you, it started with depression because all of the things that I mentioned before, it actually made me felt like, um, Things are so out of control. I started to question myself and the meaning of life. Why do I do this business and whatsoever? And then I tried to intentionally seeking my life's purpose for like maybe months before I really found out about sustainable development goals, if you heard about it. And I was horrified by the fact that this initiative exists because our planet needs help. Otherwise, it's going to be doomed and we're all going to suffer. You know, perhaps like that movie, Wall-E, right? And I started to shift my perspective and finally realized, like, uh, this world is not all about me. Why I got my, a depression, it was because I thought too much of myself, because I thought too much of what my life's goal is, what, what should I achieve, what should I have, uh, how much money should I have, how much, uh, how much fame should I want. So uh, when I knew about the, those things, I felt like I was responsible for this planet too, because simply because we live on the planet. And I believe we all just want to reach happiness in life, right? I, was, I used to question 
I used to find happiness in my life, but uh, like I said before, I thought happiness was about money or fame, how much famous I was as a fashion designer. Like it was depressing when I know that I was nobody uh, in the fashion industry, you know. I thought it was supposed to be the indicators, but now I realize that happiness is actually is to reach joyfulness and peace of mind. And it should be shared with others, with others in society to double the effect. And I guess uh, then I found my calling because I have knowledge in the industry. I have the experience in fashion industry. I know the facts and I have the passion to change it. But uh, at the time I had no idea how so a year later, I took courage to end my fashion brand in order to fill the skills gap in myself and then to find network and a community to support me along the way. Because, you know, without community, it was really hard. And I wanted to learn more about sustainability and to find out what I can do to create an impact, at least around uh, my surroundings. And actually, personally, going to a mindful lifestyle was a long, tough journey for me. When I was find out, uh, when I first find out about sustainable development goals, I think that there was something that I want to do. I want to change with my life first. But uh, I tried so many things. Like I tried to eat vegan for three months, but my surroundings pressured me, including my own family. They were against me removing the, uh, meat from my diet. And then I decluttered my house, sold my clothes online and offline, as I've mentioned before. But it took up so much energy because, again, I work alone. Even my family sometimes disapproved when I wanted to show our family stuff, you know, if it happens to your family as well. But to cope with all that, I, I tried to uh, practice yoga to reach mindfulness and to remove my disappointments and anxieties. You know, I had a lot of it. It helped me to focus and rethinking my values. And I kept asking myself, why? For example, why do I want to eat plant-based foods? Why do I need to keep this? Why do I want to get rid of that? Why do I want to maintain certain relationships in my life? And why do I don't want to prioritize certain people of my life? Even when, why I do want to get married? I asked those questions to myself and others and it took me around maybe three years to finally be able to divide my values so it was a hard, hard journey for me but it does get easier when I started to realize to acknowledge my values they actually motivate me and help me to set my priorities and goals but I think even until now like you said I'm still on that journey it's never ending but I started to enjoy it like I, uh, when I ask you how do you work with your podcast? Is it overwhelming for you? But you said that it, it gives you energy, right? It does, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your journey, being so vulnerable and courageous with the entire process that you shared. It wouldn't be an easy journey, but I think hearing it, it meant a lot to you and it has changed your life to the better that you are more joyful and I really appreciate honestly the process that you had to go through a lot of the questioning and the changing and to be honest I think that is the kind of work that sometimes we have to do and when we only do it sometimes when we realize we've hit rock bottom or or we we feel that what we are doing currently right now doesn't feel good in our body in our mind and we have to adjust our way of living and 
to circle mm -hmm. back to yes yeah uh, i think i think what people usually miss is that they don't question why they live in this earth you know why do they exist uh, those kind of question those philosophical question not everyone likes to ask those things to themselves and they just usually work uh they usually live according to societies what societies expects them to live yeah. for example like i said before i question why do i have to get married do i want to get married i question those things to myself but i realize in our society not everyone would ask themselves that question because there is society's expectation in indonesia uh, if you're not get married by 26 or 27 or something then you're too old to get married you know so i think i think yeah that's that's one of the barrier i think that is bringing up a, such an important point thank you so much amanda because there's just so much noise right from other people other people's expectation whether they say it even directly or not directly which is also an indonesian thing <laughs> they kind of expect yes. to just conform to the social norm but sometimes it doesn't always work for us and i think it's a brave journey to understand and even to start questioning first what works most for ourselves and what we need to do to prioritize our joy before we can do anything else right so i really admire and i'm inspired by your journey honestly i think it's really amazing oh. Thank you. I hope it inspires others, at least. <laughs> yes, of course, I hope so too. And um, I'm curious to understand more actually about uh, circular fashion, how the process is like or what it even means, because you, you talked about um, realizing there was so much waste and, and that is going to the landfill. And what can we do also about that? Yeah, so typically I believe you must have heard the term reduce, reuse, and recycle. Yeah. Actually, it, it was um, in circular fashion, it's not quite similar, but by probably zero waste technique in the manufacture to reduce the fabric waste in the, in the first place. And secondly, the production houses should be more sustainable, should use more sustainable choices, and the designer should actually crafted into the highest quality and value as possible. And finally, we as consumers should maximize the life cycle of every piece we purchase to minimize the waste production. So if we still use reduce, reuse, recycle, it will only focus on the consumption side only, right? Mm. But actually in circular fashion, it begins in the production. So yes, uh, actually recycling or throwing it in the landfill or incineration could be an option but it should be the last last choice for us. So that's why I, I like the term circular fashion more. I, I'm not gonna bore you with big numbers of textile waste in Indonesia, especially in Jakarta, because different research institutions gave us different numbers anyway. But yeah, if the fashion industry, including us as fashion consumers, keep on doing this in the supply chain, by 2013 or sooner, we will overflow our landfill and seashore and our own wardrobe with bad quality clothes that no one wants to use anymore. You know, it, it would be crazy. And even waste disposal and recycling sites would be overwhelmed by then. And anyway, it does not really solve the problem because the textile would still be here on earth, whether in the ocean or in a landfill or being incinerated and turned into carbon emission, which led to air pollution and climate change. 
So I cannot emphasize how important it is for society to start the circular fashion practices together because we cannot do this alone. Even if you have hundreds of waste management facilities, it will still be a problem if you keep on producing bad quality clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. Right now, there's a lot of consumption of clothes that you can buy quite cheaply from certain countries and that's on online shops and usually those clothes are not long lasting and then it it goes with the fashion trend I think I think one of the problems yes at least for a consumer I, I have no experience fire experience in in fashion per se um, but if there's a trend where someone or a movie person personality uses this type of clothes and then that will be the hit in every other fashion industry or company tries to make something similar and then there'll be the next trend and those kind of things I think does that also create a problem a systemic problem that is true because you know once uh, usually you've heard of the, this term spring summer and fall winter collection you know but in 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 reality for fast fashion retailers uh, I'm not going to say the brands but if you know some fast fashion retailers, they actually put into the into the store every week. There is a new collection. Yeah, so so it's actually that fast. That's why we call them fast 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 fashion, right? Because it's moving too fast. You upload new collection every week, not necessarily season anymore. So it was actually crazy, uh, and it's happening until now. Maybe. Uh, COVID-19 pandemic helped to reduce it a little bit, but I think the consumptive behavior must still be stopped. Because otherwise, if the COVID-19 pandemic is over, people will still be coming back to the old habit of buying things and hoard things, especially if they see that, oh, this week, this fast fashion retailer has the new collection, they would go into the store and find anything that they actually maybe they donated but they would buy it because it's on discount or something and if you know there are um, fast re- fast fashion retailers that make this initiative of give us your old clothes and that we will give you vouchers to buy again so it it's actually not solving the problem and Actually, if I have to say the number, only 1% of the donated clothes will go into the recycling process. So to be honest, it's it's not good. It's not good. The number of the actual fabric waste being recycled is very small. Even if I don't know the number, um, the, the, the amount of it is still very small and it's something that has to be addressed. Yeah, that's it's a problem. Surprising. That's so surprising. So what do you do, Amanda, with purpose? I understand. Do you try to help circulate this this problem of, of waste? Or can you tell us a little bit more about that? I'm so interested. To, to Yeah. Yeah. So basically, in purpose, we want to raise awareness of people about the secondhand fashion. Because, you know, uh, awareness in Indonesian society is still very low but even those who already know the facts would still feel the need to deal with social pressure and the fear of missing out you, you know yeah. and it's it's actually natural for us to keep 
to want to be keeping up with the latest trend of fashion. Because of course, we don't want to be the only black swan in our community by using these sustainable brands or secondhand fashion, you know. And there are stigmas going around in society, like why would I need to buy secondhand clothes if I have the money for the new ones? Or the style was not up to date, the condition must be ugly, the quality must be bad because it's unwanted, or it must be not hygiene because it might carry a certain virus or bacteria from the past owner. I mean, if you think about it, how is it different with us eating out in a restaurant, sharing the same plates and spoons and knives with others? So what we want to do in purpose is to share this with people. We want people to know that there are stigmas that we should break. You know, uh, there are stigmas that not necessarily true. You can still be fashionable with secondhand clothes. You can use secondhand clothes in good conditions, actually. And you can just mix and match the, the clothes into your style because uh, as long as it serves you, why don't you just wear secondhand clothes? Because it's cheaper anyway. And, you know, it's, it's it actually helps environment very much. Yeah. And um, maybe what I want to say in purpose, we also do upcycling. Mm -hmm. So there are clothes that are still in good condition, but we admit that there are also clothes in not good condition. And we still want to extend its life cycle by upcycling it into new products. It could be anything, actually. It doesn't have to necessarily be clothes. Maybe you can make like pillow or something. I, I don't know. You can create so many, many things with that because it's fabric and any fabric, you can still use it. And even if it's too ugly, um, there are actually technologies to um, kind of turn it turn it into into something into the 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 fight to the yarn into into the yarn again and then you can actually make new fabric out of it but we we don't have the technology yet in indonesia so it might be a barrier but i believe in the future it is possible if we have more people aware of it and want to take action, want to take part in it. I believe that it is possible to apply in Indonesia too. I hope everyone listening right now is also inspired because generally I am inspired by your ability to look at problems and try to solve it with your creative creativity because it takes so much wantingness to be able to really solve this problem that's also systematic because as you said, there are fashion industries that are just creating this on the weekly basis and we also don't have the not the machine yet for example for the yarn and it's still later so i was wondering if there are things that we can do as consumers or for everyone who is listening right now if there is something that we can do to contribute as an individual person to the circular fashion and also help you with your purpose and with purpose your company <laughs> yeah okay if for those who wants to join in this circular fashion movement, actually, it's just you You first have to be intentional, get a community, for example, listen to this podcast, for example, or other webinars, join a social organization, get to know the people, be proactive and reach out to them. Uh, you guys can reach out to me also. Um, and there are a lot of people who are passionate about sustainability, actually, if you've heard about this initiative called Tukar Baju, and 
it's just it's just one initiative but we can actually find many others in society but we never we may never find them if we are not intentional about it and if you want to make a change for something or you just want to create an impact just the connection start from your wardrobe see uh, if there is there are clothes that are no longer serving you and you can contribute it to us and we will help you to distribute it to people who actually need it or we can help you to turn the, the, your old clothes into uh, new things. And it doesn't have to be aggressive, you know, because if you think that you have to do something big, you will get overwhelmed and it, you will be burnt out and you decide you don't want to do it anymore. So take it slowly. If you think you can only throw away one clothes one day, so it's okay for you, find what works for you. But in purpose, we, we help you to realize that it's okay, we are here for you and we want to create a community with you. So you are not alone, um, but at least if you have the desire to create a better world, we are here. We are here and you can reach reach us out anytime you want to involve with us um, to create uh, upcycled products for example if you are an aspiring fashion designers who wants to be to change to shift into a more sustainable fashion designer you can reach out to us and you can ask us because we have a lot of unused clothes we have unused fabrics we have a lot of it so if you want to work with that we can help you too so it's not only for consumers but also for fashion designers and yeah for society basically for everyone oh. who are interested in fashion that's amazing okay at least for me i will now marry condo more of my stuff and ask my mom to do it with me as an activity <laughs> Because Please I do be a bonding activity and try to reach out to you. How can people follow you and your work? Because you've mentioned um, a few times that we can also contact you or purpose. Where can they um, follow your work and see everything you're doing and reach out if they're inspired and want to act on it? Okay, so we are active on Instagram. It's at life at purpose. Uh, basically, we also have Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. But you know, we 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 are not having the human resource yet, so we are not active on that platforms. But we are most active on Instagram, and we are keen to collaborate with enthusiastic fashion students who want to learn to be a stylist, like I said before. And we are also open for those inspiring fashion designers who want to collaborate with us to have a meaningful upcycled collection. We are also still receiving contributions in the form of unused clothes donation. You can fill out the Google form on our Instagram. And soon we will be launching our website, but it's still under development. <laughs> so you, uh, it's to help you to shop secondhand fashion mindfully. If you ever need new clothes, new clothes that match your style. So yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm actually excited to look at your um, collection of second-hand clothes um, next time when you have it uh, online and on the website because I was living in the Netherlands for a while and it's such a huge trend for them to buy second-hand. I actually like doing it, just going through the shops and looking at clothes like sometimes from the 60s, 70s, and they're still all in good condition. They really take care of it. And what I love about it is that it's unique like it's 
there's no one else that might have it maybe you know because if you buy from like a fast fashion retailer you see someone else in the street wearing the same thing but like these unique clothes they're just like oh this is like mine until probably I'll give it to someone else or 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 donate it again but i think even though there is like this stigma you say correctly that it feels weird to wear other people's clothes but people also use spoons and forks in restaurants that they use with other people but it's clean and when you clean it your the clothes it's okay actually to also wear it again as long as it's in good condition and fits you well or whatever your value is so i really really appreciate your time amanda yes. here your journey and yeah. your purpose and it's genuinely inspiring thank you so much thank you me too i'm so honored to be invited to your podcast thank you and i hope this what i was talking about uh can inspire people to join this movement because remember uh, how no matter how small but if you have intention to make an impact the universe will actually hear you and brings the opportunity for you yeah. i believe so i believe so. i think that's how you met <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true because we were intentional about uh you know giving impact to society and somehow the universe brings us to meet together, you know. That's so lovely. Thank you so much. So before we finish this podcast, I would love to talk to you more, but there is one other thing that I still want to ask you, which is okay. For people who are listening and they want to develop their own mindful life or more mindful life than they have right now you already mentioned that they can start with defining their values are there any tips or inspiration that you can share with us so maybe after listening from this podcast they can do at least one more thing that's a bit more mindful in their day yeah my two cents would be stay curious you have to ask a lot of why's in your daily life towards society's expectation towards your own desires acknowledge your values and reminding yourself of the past events that might be affecting what your decision is right now or what's happening in your surroundings and am i just following society's norms or is this something that i really want but remember to give time for yourself don't rush anything if you're already aware of it uh, you don't have to change it overnight it took me 3 years of journey and it still feel like it's not finished yet because lifestyle is indeed a lifelong journey right not a destination so i think that is my two cents for the listeners wow thank you so much i had goosebumps just just listening oh. <laughs> there's a it's a journey lifestyle's journey not a destination and and that's super true we stay curious and do our adjustments and see what works and what doesn't work and we can go from there so thank you so much amanda for sharing your life you're welcome So happy. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for everyone who has been tuning in and listening to this podcast with me and Amanda. I hope that you have found something that is inspiring to you and you can put into action whether it is starting from yourself with your curiosity towards your values and your mindful life or towards a more circular fashion lifestyle and helping the community and helping this purpose to take care of the earth, to take care of just the community around you because everything you do is important and have consequences to other people as well so thank you so much for everyone who has been tuning in if you want to know more about wellness lifestyle tips you can always follow 
this podcast for more content in the future. I hope you are all well and safe. Thank you so much. Namaste.